0: Oh, greetings there, Travelers, it is I, Winger the Gimbal, famous Gnome Pod. I just wanted to let you all know while I'm up here in space, 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 that's right, I'm in space. Hey, Gnome Pod's in space. I'm just living it up in space. Yeah. Oh, right, I was trying to tell you something. Well, Travelers, being up here in space, it got me thinking, I was like, you know, I should give... a few more tales, some wonderful little fluff stories, nothing that'll take away from you, but something that'll just add to the experience. So, I decided to go to space. Space, 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 yeah! And what better tale to bring you than the tale of a few goblinoid creatures on a spaceship, and they find some strange cargo, and it gets spooky, So, travellers, this is a Patreon special. And you're thinking to yourself, Patreon special? What is a Patreon? It's where us bards go. And uh, we set up our little cup, and then we set up our little bardic tails, and you just drop a few gold coins in there each month, and then, you know, it might cost you as much as like a mug of ale, and then we throw some more bardic tails at you. Like this space 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 episode. So why don't you join us for this wonderful space episode first taste is free and the second part you can find on our patreon at patreon.com ballad seven dice just like our twitter profile tag there you can get all sorts of goodies like we have audio journals that correspond with our episodes we put out that it's just like what's on the character's mind while everything's going on. It's super crazy. It's nice. We also have some PDFs, and that has the homebrew creature stats on it. I don't I don't know what that means, but they told me you do, and that's up on our Patreon as well. So why don't you come on over there and just check out all the goodies. But for now, I'm going to give you the tale of Space Part 1.
1: Hey, I'm Robert. I'm playing Gorgeous George, Bugbear Rogue, level 5.
2: Hey, I'm Jason, playing Borgark, the Half Orc Fighter, at level 5. Welcome
3: to the Heroine. An old passenger cruiser that has been converted into a salvage ship, equipped with slightly dated tech to help cut apart ships and debris in seconds. We are brought into view as the heroine has just come into contact with this latest hull, a research scout vessel that has collided into what appears some particularly nasty rocks and is now floating in pieces around the area. Bodies slowly float past the hull as they are crystallized with their own blood and fluids, Scattered pieces of this ship slowly bump off one another as it appears this happened fairly recently. A number of crates float amongst the debris and Fallen, as one slightly glowing yellow one floats amongst the center of the wreckage. Suddenly, Yeltsis chimes in. Hello crew! We seem to have come upon a wreckage with lots of intact cargo. Please come to the cockpit so Herbert West can explain it further. And tell me, what were each of you guys doing? We'll start off with Gorgeous George. I was smoking a big fat cigar,
1: having a tall glass of ale, shooting some pool in uh, the lounge room. What does Gorgeous George look like? He's a bugbear, he's um, about six foot five, uh, very, very stocky, thick, just looks like a regular,
3: regular bugbear, super hairy and sharp teeth. So when this chimes on? You hear Gilthas say to you, Gorgeous George, you're wanted in the cockpit. Oh, fuck. And then, yeah, he'll go. Okay, so you just stalk off and walk on
2: through a couple doors.
3: Borgark, what are you up to?
2: I was sweeping up a bit of a mess. I was repairing some stuff inside the ship and had a bunch of uh, little odds and ends on the floor, some nuts and bolts, so I'm just sweeping that up. And what does Borgark look like? He is a half orc. I mean, he was about six foot seven, pretty uh, heavy guy. He's around three hundred and fifty pounds. He's gotten fat from, uh, you know, not fighting and running around as much as a half orc normally would. Yeah, he's getting up there a bit in age. So suddenly the AI chimes in,
3: Mister Borgark, you're wanted in the cockpit.
2: Oh, what is it
3: now? It seems to be some new debris. Oh, I guess we'll have to check it out. So you both march in to the cockpit and this room is set up with three chairs for you guys to sit at the front there, and there's two additional chairs for additional navigators. A small number of screens line the front, and a large hollow screen shows you what's in front of the ship. As you look, you see Herbert is sitting in the mid-chair, and he waves you over this little goblin. He has these goggles that seem to have a bunch of different things that are flashing across them, as he seems to be touching things that you guys can't see, but it's activating different controls. Well... It looks like we found a pretty sweet haul. Check this out. And you see, onto the main monitor, there's this wreckage of a ship that seems to have just been pulverized by a ton of rocks, and it's just been ripped apart. Large crates and pieces of intact tech are floating around the wreckage, this once-proud ship, and one large glowing crate seems to be standing out in particular, floating in the center of the wreck, and you see a number of bio signs on it. Looks like we got a real good haul looks like these boys are researching out here
1: i take a fresh cigar out and i i light it off the end of uh my other cigar and i i look at the the cargo are there any symbols or anything on there like logos company logos or
3: yeah make me a perception Ooh, i just got a natural 20 nice yeah so you see clear as day on all that debris the symbol of the nostromo It's a really far-off, super-Ritz research company. You know that they're sitting there on the edge of the known multiverse. A bunch of really smart scientists go there all the time. And it seems that they actually came back into this part of space, which is weird. And whatever they're hauling, though, it's guaranteed to be very expensive. As I look out the,
1: the window, puffing on my cigar... I hold on to it for a second and I, I look at Borg and Herb and I say that's the that's the N- Nostromo it's, uh, that's a research company
3: oh boy we're gonna get a lot from this
2: really looks like we hit the jackpot this time. You need to smoke a few more of those cigars for sure <laughs> oh man we're finally gonna be able to get the third engine repaired
3: yeah I've been waiting to do that for a while you boys want to suit up
1: oh i was gonna say do you think uh i say say to herb do you think you can line this ship up so borg can uh use the what what is it that's on the ship you said there's like oh, a, like the a large claw?
3: mechanical arms
1: yeah and uh bring everything into the loading bay or how 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 are we gonna do this
3: yeah we could probably take some of the bigger parts with the arms um Uh, Some of the smaller stuff, though, you guys might need to suit up and go and grab. Just tether yourself off so you don't float away. All right, I'll
2: make my way out there.
3: All right, so what do you guys want to do first? Use the arms to grab the larger stuff, or are you going to float out and go get some small stuff? I think we'll start with the arms. Sure. So why don't you go ahead and roll me. I'll give you a skill called Mechanics. You'll be proficient in it, Borgark. Okay. So it'll be your proficiency bonus plus your intelligence modifier You got 10 you're using these arms and there's two of them you put on the goggles that will help you see outside the ship and it's a little disorienting at first you're just trying to get used to it again and your clawed hands are going in there and they're knocking a few things away here and there you actually lose a couple things that look like they might have been kind of valuable but you manage to secure all the really important stuff So you're pulling in like these uh, large crates, these uh, different pieces of the ship that seem to be still pretty intact, and it's opening up and allowing you to put it into the dry cargo bay that you guys have. And now there's just a few small things left. There's the glowing yellow crate, there's a few of the bodies of the crew that are floating around, and you also see there's just another couple gray crates that are marked with uh, medical symbols. Oh man, I gotta lay off that good scotch. Keep knocking stuff away. Ah, it, Pork. Yeah, it's just a bad day. Well, we still got some good stuff. Why don't you guys go out and get what's left, and I'll go into the cargo bay and see what we have. Alright, sounds good to me. Are you going out as well, George?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: So, you guys march your way down into the cargo bay, and this area is fairly empty. You guys had just finished your last gig and sold everything off in the market, and now you're just ready to take in stuff. You have a few large forklift machines that you use to haul around and carry the stuff outside of the ship, and you also have uh, some other empty crates, and a few of the suits are just lined up on the wall for you guys to suit up and hop out. And as you guys suit up, you put on these really large spacesuits. Normally a human spacesuit makes them look a little bit bigger, but your guys' spacesuits make you look just huge and you suit him up and suddenly you hear your little comm turn on and you hear Gilthus say, Well, it seems like you're ready to go out, friends. Be careful. Watch out for pointed objects. They can still try to pierce the suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: We have heavy, like, industrial suits with, like, flashlights on the shoulder, maybe lights around the helmet and things like that. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's that really heavy stuff because normally you guys, maybe there's something important that you want to get out there. You go out there with, like, tools to cut through metal and stuff, so you'd need something that can take a bit of a beating. Yeah. Right. So you guys step into the main airlock, and the doors close closed behind you, and then this little handprint appears on the side of the wall.
2: What's this about?
3: Oh, it's just for you to press to activate it. Okay. One of you places your hand on it, and you hear this <laughs> as the air is uh, emptied out of this room. And the doors open up, and you guys start feeling the effects of the weightlessness. I want you guys to make me acrobatics checks as you go out and tell me what you're aiming for. There were bodies, there was crates with medical symbols, and there was the glowing yellow crate with biotech symbols. A hold on to uh, a bar. I'm sure there's bars
1: to hold on to in this loading bay that we're in. Uh, yeah, you're also tethered to the ship, just in case you slip. And uh, I just asked Borg what he what he's gonna go for. Oh, I gotta go for that glowing yellow crate there, of course.
2: Hey, okay. I'll go for the uh, medical supplies. All right,
3: roll me acrobatics. Natural twenty. Damn. Fifteen. Right on. So you guys do great. Borg, you launch yourself off. Of the main area of the ship and you just slowly float through until you get to the yellow crate and you just grab onto it you click the little switch on your side and you already feel the tether bringing you back in it's just like it's a perfect synchronized movement and while you're holding on to this glowing crate you see that there's actually a little tiny window and you're trying to look through it and you can see what appears to be a really old style human suit like a black and white suit it's got the black suit jacket it has the white dress underneath and a black tie of a very large person maybe six to seven feet tall but you can't make out the face this is interesting george while you're sailing out there you're holding along the side moving until you got a little bit better of a vantage and you sail out there and you grab onto the two different crates they're probably about like the size of like a wood pallet but just a perfect square Mm -hmm. so you can grab onto both of them fairly easily they got two different handles on them and then you flick your switch and you feel yourself getting pulled back in
1: okay um is like the ship in pieces or something or is it just like this little mess that's here or what was it yeah there's
3: There's fairly large pieces. You guys managed to rip off some of the more important parts that you wanted. There were some parts that looked like for the engine. You saw some that were for, like, the main hall, where maybe their navigation equipment might be. So you grabbed that. Just, just like, different things that looked valuable. So now what's left is, like, this empty skeleton that's been ripped apart into a few different pieces. There's lots of little pieces of metal that are floating around.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. All right. So you guys bring that back in are either of you grabbing any bodies
2: yeah i think i'll go back out take a look at the bodies okay and george
3: no there's no money in it okay so make me one more acrobatics check natural 20. jesus christ so once again you jump out there are you bringing them back or were you just going out to investigate
2: i just wanted to investigate them
3: so you go over and you grab two of them you drag them closer to you and you're looking, it looks like they didn't have enough time to get any spacesuits on. So they died really quickly and really terribly. You see that there are actually a lot of marks around their neck. It looks like before they were frozen and killed off, they were strangled or beaten. So it looked like it was a pretty violent confrontation. Neither of them have any blaster marks on them. There's no slices, anything like that. It looks everything that happened to them was just physical. They were just getting beaten.
2: Okay, I guess I'll check to see if they have any identifying uh, information on them.
3: You look through one of them. One of them doesn't have anything in their pockets, but the other one, you pull out one of their little name tags, and the name on it is Silvar Balwarin. And it said that he is a scientist over at the Nostromo.
2: This might come in handy later to know this name.
3: So other than that, there's nothing of importance on these bodies. Alright,
2: so I guess I head back to the ship at this point.
3: So you get back in, and George is waiting there for you as the lock closes behind you. And you guys hear the hiss once more as you put your hand up to
2: the pad, and then the room fills with air, and then it opens up again. Wow,
3: looks like you guys got some good stuff. You didn't lose any of it.
2: Yeah, I hope there's something of value in this yellow crate here.
3: Well, let's drag these things in. So Herbert goes to help you pull in one of the medical crates. And this yellow one, though, is really fucking heavy.
2: Yeah.
3: So make me strength checks. 11. 23. Herb was trying to help with the crate, but he wasn't getting very far. Not a very strong goblin. And you just pick both of them up and move them further in and drop them down. And you look back and you see Borgark. He's a real big guy, but he is having a hell of a time with this crate. He's pushing it and it's moving, but it's not moving a lot. And you're starting to see those muscles bulge in his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It looks like Borgark needs some help. I suggest perhaps a forklift?
2: Yeah, I guess you're right
3: there. So then you see these little lights are lit up along where normally they would have probably had walkways for this old commercial vehicle, and it lights up leading to a forklift. I go over to go and take one. So it's really easy once you're using the machine. You hop in there, and it's kind of like a, a bit of an exosuit. The bottom is all treads, so it moves forward, but you can control both arms independently. And so you lift up this large crate and you bring it back in and set it down, and then the doors close for the last part of the airlock what do you think's in there? Let's open these things up. Uh, I'm actually not sure about the organic one, but let's open up these other ones at
2: least. Alright. I go, uh, do we have any tools that we would normally use for opening such things?
3: Yeah, you'd probably have things like the equivalent of, like, a blowtorch that would just, like, melt off locks and stuff. Alright, I'd probably... Lots of different tools along the walls and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys would probably have tons of stuff since you constantly are looting. Toolboxes, and yeah, blowtorches, and... Yeah, it's quick work to open up these medical ones. You guys pop them open and you see a lot of the stuff in there is a lot of surgical tools. It's a lot of stuff that looks like it was probably used to cut through like heavy bone and carapace. There's a lot of stuff that would be used for fine surgery or you guys have done some hauls before on medical grade vehicles. And you know that some of the stuff is probably used for more fine surgeries Mm -hmm. or maybe even harvesting organs Okay. Alright.
1: I'll take these two boxes to the med base since that's close by.
3: And Borgark, are you doing anything with this other crate?
2: Yeah, I'm going to try and crack it open with a crowbar, I guess, I'm assuming if it doesn't have any locks on it. We'll do
3: George first and then we'll come back to you, okay? Alright. So, George, while you're going, you're pulling these two large crates and bringing them over to the med bay. You see Herbert's looking through a bit of the other debris that's just been hauled into, the larger pieces and whatnot. And you see him, he picks up this one white rock, and he's kind of looking at it like, Huh, looks like they had some magic items there. Nice. And he just puts it in his pocket, and he's looting through the rest of the stuff. And as you enter into the medbay, you come in here, and it's state-of-the-art medical equipment from 20 years ago. This room you guys don't use very much. There's a couple of beds to lay down when you need to be patched up. And you know that Gilthis can operate some of the remote surgery pieces if you need something to get stitched up quick. Especially since none of you are doctors. Mm -hmm. And you guys managed to find some pretty good medical installation software from a few of your halls. So Gilthis can patch you up fairly easily.
1: Okay. If we decide not to sell these boxes, then I guess that's a pretty good upgrade then.
3: There's definitely some great tools in here that will save lives.
1: We'll see. We'll see what we sell and what we keep. But yeah, I'll just store it there and uh head back out. I'll start walking over to Herb, see what he found. Okay.
3: As you're actually about to head out, Herb's just coming into the bay, the med bay with you. He's like, hey, look at this weird rock I found and then the, the door closes behind him as he goes to show you. And we go over to Borgark. Borgark you go up to open up this strange container where this body's inside. You look through the window again, and you don't notice a whole lot. You see the suit again, but you just can't make out where that face is. You go to try to pry at this. You see there's a few areas where you can try to rip this thing open. Uh, Make me strength check. Natural 20. Damn. (laughs) So you can't push this thing, but shit, can you open it? (laughs) So you pry this bar in there, and then you just lean all your weight on it, and you just hear the snap as this thing flies open. And you look down on there. Suddenly, you're blinking. You're sitting on the ground. You've taken five damage. And, George, you just heard over your radio, There's something here. So you're just sitting on the ground. The last thing you remember is just about to look down. And you guys hear this thud as someone falls and you hear Borg say that over the radio. I will grab my gun and open the medbay door. You see Borg is sitting on the ground, he has this wound on his head. It looks like someone punched him really hard. And he's just kinda of looking a little dazed and holding on to his calm. Can I make a perception check? Yep. I'll uh, hug
1: the the wall so that I'm, you know, my back is to the wall and I'm looking in the room with my gun. Yeah. Uh,
3: 20 altogether. You look around here. The main thing you notice is that the bio crate that you guys brought in has been opened up. There's a soft yellow glow that is emitting from it, but when you try to look into it a little bit more, you don't see any contents in there. And looking around, there doesn't seem to be anything disturbed. Borg? Borg are you okay? What the hell happened? Oh, I feel like someone's boat knocked me out. Oh man. That wound looks pretty rough. Do you wanna go sit in the medbay for a second? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I'll uh put my gun away and I'm just like you sure
1: you didn't bang your head on something?
2: Well it definitely wouldn't be the first time today.
3: <laughs> Borg, please come to the medbay. I'll see to that right quick. Alright, I head over to the medbay. And what are you doing, George? I will
1: kind of suspiciously just kind of, you know, glance around and shrug it off and maybe head to the med bay. Because I didn't see any that there was anyone in that that one that he had anyways, right? Right, the
3: only one who's seen that was Borg, and he hasn't said a word.
1: Yeah, so I'll just kind of look around suspiciously, look at the crate, and if there's nothing odd, then guards up a
3: little bit you know but yeah I don't know I'll I'll go to the med bay with them well I'm gonna go over to the cockpit see if there's anything else out there to grab and if not I'm gonna get us away from all this debris just in case some people decide to cruise on by to investigate what happened so you walk into the med bay just as Borg is going on in and you see the same thing there's two beds there for you to lay down on there's a few different machines they're like uh, rovers, but they have large mechanical arms sticking out the top, and that's what Gildhis uses to try to fix you guys. okay.
2: Have a seat, Borg. All right. I go and sit on one of the beds.
3: And you see one of these machines activates. It stands up a little taller and extends itself up, and you see these two arms go, and they grab this one spray... Do you guys know it has a a bunch of little nanites in it that, when sprayed on, it starts repairing the flesh that's been damaged? It's generally used for things like bludgeoning, um, small cuts, scrapes, that kind of thing. And he starts spraying it onto Borg's head, where it got hurt, and then begins wrapping it with a cloth. Borg, this was a nasty hit to the head you took.
2: Yeah, maybe it'll be brain damage this time.
3: Well, I know you've taken hits to the head far worse than this.
2: Yeah, that's for damn sure Alright,
3: so it's up to you guys now What you want to do, you tell me
2: Uh, I asked Gilthas if he has any idea What happened when I opened that crate
3: You were struck
2: Oh, real helpful
3: The creature stood up and struck you You fell into the ground And you used your calm To alert gorgeous George And Herbert West My calm? Yes
2: I don't remember saying anything
3: That is odd, I've seen all this play out Would you like me to show you?
2: You saw a
1: creature?
3: Yes, when he opened up the organic containment unit, a creature came out, struck Borg, Borg used his comm to communicate to you, and it simply walked away.
1: I'll, uh, radio Herb right now, tell him there's something on the ship. What? Like what? There's a creature.
3: Why the hell didn't Borg say anything?
1: He didn't see it.
3: Gildas, is there anything on the cockpit with me? No. Lock the doors. Okay. Alright, um, I'm gonna chill in here. I gotta get us away before any police come to investigate the area. Find this thing, whatever the hell it is.
1: Okay, I think we should go grab our gear,
3: board. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good idea. So I imagine you guys keep a lot of your gear in your rooms, right? Yeah, the quarters? Yeah. So tell me what each of your quarters looks like as you quickly rush off to it. Dirty.
1: Messy. Ashtray by the bed full of cigar butts very musty maybe there's you know a bit of tools laying around things like that what kind of weapons are you grabbing from your room I am grabbing a sh- shotgun like a blaster shotgun blaster mm-hmm I'm gonna grab uh, my sap as
2: well and I have my my hand cannon on me what does your room look like Borgark Uh, it's a little bit messy Uh, I don't really clean up much, but I don't have a lot of things in there. I just have a couple toolboxes, empty liquor bottles of whatever I managed to get my hands on, and uh, some food at times.
3: And what weapons would Borg use?
2: Uh, He likes to wield a hammer, uh,
3: but he does also carry a blaster. Alright, so you guys both walk out of your rooms and you have your weapons equipped on you. And you're just standing there in the cargo bay right now. Where do you think we should look first? Gillis. Do you know where this is? This creature is? Yes. The creature is in the cargo bay. Seal all entrances and exits to uh, the cargo bay. You hear as all the doors lock around you, standing as you're standing in the cargo bay.
1: I guess we should start looking. And I got my shotgun out. and I'll slowly, you know, look around for whatever it is.
3: You guys start looking around this room, and... There's not a lot in here, aside from the hall that you just recently brought in. So there's a few obstructions to your vision, but not a hell of a lot. You start going around these different pieces of the ship that you brought in, and looking here and there. And, Borg, suddenly you hear this blast go off with a shotgun. You turn around, and you see George is standing there. He's just staring at you, but he blasted the other way. George is staring at me. Yeah, he blasted the different way, and then he quickly turned around and he looked at you, and now he just has kind of like a, like a what's up look on his face.
2: The hell'd you do that for? Do what? I shot your shotgun. No, I didn't. Sure sounded like it. I was
1: looking around
2: over here. Mm.
1: You bang your head pretty hard? Yeah, I must have. Be careful, pay attention, there's something in here. Yeah,
2: so I go back to looking around.
3: So you guys are looking around, make me a perception. 20 altogether. 17. Damn, you guys are rolling like champs. I rolled a 13, so... You guys are listening really keenly, and you can hear every so often, it sounds like something shifting or walking, and it's that sound of dress shoes walking on like a hard surface. And they're walking pretty casually. You can hear them just on the other side of the large piece of equipment you guys are on peek around? Yeah, I'll also try and take a look. So you guys peek around and you blink your eyes. You look and there's
2: nothing there.
3: Are you guys there? Hello?
2: Where the hell are you?
3: I'm in the cockpit. I've been trying to radio you for like five minutes. What are you doing?
2: Well, can't figure out where this thing is.
3: You said you were just looking at it.
2: What? You both said you were just looking at it. I don't remember saying that. Gil, this.
3: Yes. Is it in the room with them?
1: No. Oh fuck. We're we're uh, we're
3: coming to you, Herb. All right. Yeah. Be quick. So you guys rush up to the cargo door, and it's still locked when you try to go into the commons room. Okay.
1: Gil, unlock the one cargo door that leads from the cargo bay to uh the commons.
3: You got it you see a little green light flash, and it opens. Okay. guess we both walk on through. Mm-hmm. You guys come into here. The commons room is it's set up. You have a few hollow vids that are laying around. You have a, a fairly large screen that allows you to see on the outside of the ship just in case something happens. There's a couple pool tables in here. There's one that still has the pool cue on it and a few of the balls set up from where George just was. And you see a few couches, little bar there. Gil, when we move through a door, lock it behind us, please. Of course. And you hear the door lock behind you. And then the next door in front of you opens up into the kitchen. Okay. So when you guys enter into the kitchen, it's setup where it's very minimalist you got some plates there's dirty plates dirty here and there there's a little robot that's set off into the corner and it's powered down it's usually what guilt uses to clean the kitchen whenever you guys come in here and eat quick and you see there are a few little areas where it goes it cooks food for you guys and it has a, a few storage containment units where the food's kept and there's a door that's leading uh into herbert's room there's another one that's leading into the cockpit
1: uh, i guess we should go to the cockpit
3: Let's make sure Herbert's okay. So you walk in there, and it closes behind you, and you hear the lock. Okay. Straight up, what the hell's going on? You guys radio me saying you're looking at the damn thing. Then you don't say a word for, like, five minutes, and then finally I get through to you. We never radioed you. What? No, I was talking to you.
2: I just, I look at Borg. Uh, there's gotta be something strange going on here. You think this thing can mimic us? I don't know. I
1: was going to uh, ask uh, Gil to run the security footage for
3: us. Of course. So he displays it on one of the smaller screens that's up at the front. All three of you turn towards the screen. The light flashes on for the screen, and then the light flashes off the screen. Would you like to see it again? Can you play it back any slower? Yes. Sure, I'll play it at half speed. Same thing happens. The light flashes on the screen, and then it flashes off. Mm doesn't look like that's going to help us much. I've showed you both encounters you've had with the creature.
2: Gil, can you describe the creature at all?
3: This life form is six and a half feet tall, wearing a black and white suit. It has strangely long arms and an unrecognizable face. There doesn't seem to be any characteristics on it. It's just blank.
2: Did that thing in the crate have been alive?
3: Would you like me to scan the crate?
2: Yeah, see what you can find.
3: One moment. This'll take a moment, please.
2: Alright. Okay, so there's a weird-ass thing walking around the ship. What are we gonna do? Well, it's probably best if we stay together for now. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Aside from that, we haven't been able to find it, even when it's in the same room as us. I don't think we'll find it that easily. You think it's invisible or something? I don't know. I think it's playing mind games.
3: Oh, like some kind of psionic?
1: I don't know, but weird things are going on right now. We're radioing each other. He thinks I shot a shotgun towards him. He doesn't remember bumping his head and radioing me. We don't remember radioing you. I don't know.
3: You think this is a mind flare?
1: God, I hope not.
0: Oh man.
1: Gildas, do you have anything yet?
3: One moment. Oh. I have the results for the scan. Would you like to hear it?
2: Yes, please. Yes.
3: The scans indicate this crate was used to preserve the life form. It was keeping it in a deep sleep, but then it was cracked open and the seal was broken. The pod itself seems to have the ability to put a creature into a deep sleep, a stasis of sorts, and heal. I have not seen technology like this before.
2: Basically sounds like cryogenics to me.
3: It does not freeze the flesh, but it probably has a similar purpose. Okay. Okay. Weird-ass thing, walk around the ship, comes in, a uh, glowy yellow pod, um, open it up, bang, hits you on the head, Borg, and then shit goes crazy. It looks like it just punched you in the head, though, so maybe it doesn't have any claws
2: or anything like that. Jill, did you find anything strange about my head while it was being repaired?
3: It looked like the wound to your head was very solid blow from a very powerful creature. If I was to equate their strength, I would say they're about as strong as you, Borgark.
2: That thing's pretty dangerous then.
3: It would appear so.
1: On the security system, are we able to know which room it's in,
2: Gil?
3: One moment. It is in the commons room, sitting down.
2: Can you give us a visual on the creature?
3: Of course. The screen pops up, and then it turns off. What the hell's this about? I was displaying the feed for about an hour. All of your, like, both of your guys' legs hurt. Like, you've been standing in place for some time. You were having quite the discussion on the creature. I only just asked you about it. One hour's time has passed.
1: We were having a discussion about it? Yes. What were we saying?
3: Oh, God. Oh, God. That can't be. But you were just looking at it. Looking at what? Oh god. Similar to this, repeatedly. It has many different variations, but that was the general gist of your guys' conversation for an hour. What?
0: My feet hurt. Mine also. Mine as well. Alright, well we got three chairs here, let's sit down.
1: How is it moving around the ship? Walking. Just walking through the doors?
3: My locks don't seem to hold it at bay. It seems to be able to just open the door and walk through. I've been trying to increase the security protocol, just like you asked, Borgark. But it doesn't seem to be having much of an effect. It is slowing it down, though.
2: Some kind of master lockpick.
3: Maybe. I'm not sure what it's doing exactly. I haven't been able to scan the creature. This is a
2: strange
1: situation. Where's the closest planet? Or space station?
3: Scanning. We are three hops away. From Abir It's a developing planet without any tech to enter space There are numerous intelligent indigenous races there but they seem to be stuck in a medieval magic era
2: Are they at war?
3: There are currently 65 wars ongoing between small nations, small groups and it seems to be invading forces
2: Maybe we should go for the next closest after that
3: The next closest after that is another 16 jumps. It'll take us two weeks to get to the next closest station. That's probably too long. You guys know that there are rules that you're not supposed to go on developing planets because they're not supposed to know about space tech yet. They're supposed to find it on their own or develop it on their own to come out here and join the different groups.
1: Well... There may be those rules, but what are we gonna do? Die on this ship? Just get mind fucked for the rest of our lives?
3: This is true.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know what else to do about this right now. And you don't
3: exactly obey the law very often.
2: <laughs> that is true.
3: Would you like us to set a course? Yeah, I could get us there. We could try to land. Maybe, uh, maybe we could just like camouflage the ship, get out of there, send some locals in. A bunch of them could die. They'll clear it out, and then we'll get in there. Yeah, let's do that. All right, sweet. So he jumps into the middle chair, spins it around, tosses on his goggles, and starts clicking away. All right, don't you worry. I gotta get us there in no time.
1: Eh, I'm just gonna sit in my chair with the shotgun pointed at the door. What do you do, Borgark?
3: also sit in a chair in the cockpit. I don't want to leave. So you guys are sitting there while you hear Herbert. He's typing away different things. He's touching the air as if there's pads there. It's probably from the goggles he's wearing. And as you guys are standing there, sitting in those chairs, you hear a knock on the door. One, two, three, four. As they seem to be knocking from the kitchen. One, four. Mm-hmm. As you guys blink, George, you are freezing. You look around. You are currently inside the cold storage cargo bay, squatting behind two large boxes. You've taken 12 points of damage, and you're bleeding from your arm. What? Borgark, you're in your quarters. You have a number of different items pressed against the door. Your leg has a screwdriver in it, and you've also taken eight points of damage.
2: Holy moly.
0: Woo-wee! Now that was a crazy tale, now, was it, a traveler's? First part of that space tale, I'd say. Oh, my... I can't believe they all ended up in different rooms, I wonder where hermit is, I wonder what's gonna happen next, oh my, that creature, what is it, can somebody just tell me things, I don't know what's actually happening, I'm just sitting here in space, 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 oh my, I've had so much cider, it's great being up here in space, you don't have to worry about crazy people, you don't have to worry about walls and stuff like You're just up here floating in your super cool spaceship. Mine is gold and green and there's purple and yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you Traveller, I put like every color you could think of on this thing. It looks rad. But Traveller, if you want to hear more of this rad space story, maybe you want to hear those character journals, or, or maybe you just want more great things that we have to offer, just hop on over to the Patreon, Check it out. It's slash ballad7dice, and you're going to find some great stuff out there. It's super cool. Alright, travelers, I'm gonna go moonwalk near the moon. I bid you adieu. space, 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 space,
3: space, 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 space